0: (laughs) Okay, good morning, gentlemen. Here we go. So, Omar Reish Lakish. um, Reish Lakish taught the following. Um, We were really on this subject of establishing a pattern, that there's a concept that people can establish a good pattern, uh, and then they won't be challenged by the Yitzhahara so much, and they can establish a bad pattern. And uh, Hashem actually works with these patterns. So um, the quote is from the following: It says, "The way we deal uh, with Hashem, that's the way He deals with us. Im leleitzim, if we are scoffers, then He's going to scoff with us. Ula him. on the other hand, if we are humble, uh, yitainchein, then He's uh, He's going to help us." So let's see what this means. So ba if the person chooses to make himself impure. So, postkinlo We're on the last line on 38B. Hashem will uh, open the avenue. A person, uh, if that's what he's looking for, uh, he can go there. Boletahir. Uh, so, if he wants to do bad, he's got to do it on his own. God opens the door, but the person has to go through it by himself. But if he wants to do good, he gets help. You get help to do good. Um... It's a uh, uh it's interesting. They have a school, Yeshiva for Balichuva called Orsameach, um, a well known place. And um many of those students uh never learned at all their whole life. They're secular, and within a year or two, uh they catch up to people that have been learning their whole life. Um like it's like they're almost like uh they get help. Like it's like a uh, uh a uh the uh, um, Hashem helps them come. When somebody wants to come back, Hashem like helps them pick up all the you know all the learning, all the other stuff. That the it's incredible. You could spend twenty years in day school, and they catch up in a, a year and a half. They they are some of them. Uh, but um, uh, but when you want to come back, Hashem helps you. So why should that be? Why should it be that if you want to leave, uh, the door is open, but you don't get any help to go out? If you want to come back, Hashem, you know, gives you a hand. So, Tani Bay Rishmul, he gives an example of the following. Let's say a person has a store. Good morning. And he's selling, we're on the top, we're just starting 39A at the top. And you and you, you sell naft, which is nasty, nasty smelling stuff. And you sell uh, balsam, which is really good smelling stuff. So, Bo limdon, when you uh, want to take out your order and you're ordering naft, so the storekeeper will say, if That's what you want to do. Mode it out to you. You measure it yourself. I'm not touching this stuff. That's nasty. So it's like if a person chooses in life to sin, we live in a world of free will. But God says, I'm not going to help you. You measure it yourself. Bo limdon, a parsimon. Oh, but if you want to uh, measure balsam, good smelling stuff, he'll say, Wait. I'll help you measure it. Why? Because when you measure the stuff, it's like you don't need deodorant that day. This way we both uh, will smell good. So in other words, uh, he's saying that when a person wants to do teshuva, Hashem will help him because everybody wants to get in on the act. Teshuva is like such a good smelling thing that uh, just helping the person is worthwhile. I'm not sure what he adds with this mushal, um, it's kind of it's, it's interesting, but I'm, I, it's always interesting when the more says a mushroom. You know, like the it describes Hashem as wanting to get perfumed, so to speak. Like, but okay, try to get something out of it. Right, right, that's right. Or it's you know it's uh whereas when it smells nasty, you know, you could do that if you want to, but I'm not going to help you. That's all. That's the, that's the that's the mushroom. Okay, that's number one. Number two, avera metamtam libo adam. When a, I'm sorry, I skipped a line. Tani We learned in the academy Rebbe that when a person sins, It's not only that you do something wrong; it stops up your heart. Uh, it stops up. It gives him cholesterol. as it says, Don't make yourself impure. And if you do, it doesn't just say you'll be impure. It use it writes the word without an aleph. I'll take me to mason with an aleph. Timtum halev means like the heart will be stuffed up. Um, the, the, the concept is that the person won't be open. If he sins, he, he blocks himself off. It becomes hard uh, to hear afterwards because the, the effect of sin is that it, it like numbs a person. Um, this, uh, um, uh, it's, uh, um, it's, in other words, like a person becomes insensitive when he sins. Uh, and so he 's like um that, that's that 's the idea over here um that that uh, there there is a um yeah tan a rabbi said almu behem it says by the laws of kashrus, do not uh, here it 's talking about eating bugs it 's one of the reasons we 're so careful not to eat bugs don 't make yourself impure with them, and if you do and they stuff you up it 's not just that you did the sin of eating bugs, but that they um one of the real reasons why we're we 're so Careful to do teshuva and go to the base Hamigdosh and get rid of our sins. It's not just that you did something wrong, but sin has an effect on a person. It stops him up. It it makes him so that he's not sensitive, and you need to fix that. Otherwise, if you don't fix that, then you're not you're not receptive to the the teachings of Hashem. You get vinitamtem. You become impure. So you need to stop, You need to fix the cholesterol um, uh, uh, when a person sins. So other mitame atzma uh So uh, he says, if a person uh, makes himself a little bit tame, mitame oso harba, then if that's the direction he goes, then he becomes very tame, mil mata. If he only makes himself impure down here, mitame oso milmala, he he ends up making himself tame up there. And uh, in, in other words, he's uh, on a lower level. He ends up making even this higher thing. Ola in this world. Sin has an effect way beyond what the person expected. On the other hand, uh, mitzvahs have an effect on the opposite. Yeah, you make yourself holy, and you'll be holy. If you make yourself a little bit holy, then God will make you very holy. You make yourself holy below, they make you holy above. In this world, the, the concept here is that mitzvahs. Um are with a slippery slope. Uh that they they increase or they decrease. It's not just the mitzvah or the sin. When you do one thing, it puts you on a path. And so if a person sins a little bit, it it like opens the doors and cascades. And the same thing as if a person chooses to do something good, all of a sudden he it goes also in that direction. Um anybody know what below and above means? Like, if you sin below, you sin above, you sin... It's not really defined here. It's just interesting.
1: No, 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 no. Not to make sense. No, no, doesn't make sense.
0: How do yeah. you sin up above? Right. Yeah. So, no, it's so so not that you from. sin up abo- above <laughs> after you're dead. It's that
1: your sin resonates up above, I think. So, the footnote here says, uh, to become a holy person must sanctify himself down below, meaning that there is a holiness, does not begin uh, with divine thoughts or study or thought talk to others. The first person must sanctify himself in the things,
0: Wow, who does he say that from?
1: Uh,
0: okay, so very good. Um, Pete is helping us here with the the yard scroll. He's saying that uh, that it, sometimes a person, if you start with simple things. You're not planning on being a holy roller and doing like super, you know, just the basic menschlichkeit, if I'm, read, if I'm hearing it right, that it, that's what it means below. If a person even fixes like those little things, so then he can reach great heights, like he goes from there to even uh, uh, beyond that.
1: So That's what I said. I didn't know what the simple shot is.
0: <laughs> oh, and, well, no, no, that's the next thing is this world and the next world. That's that's the that's the third thing. But the question was, what was the middle thing? Uh, oh, yeah. So so the way he's saying it is, if he does it if below memes on simple basic things, then he gets them into more lofty things. Uh, that, that's what I'm hearing there. Okay, now we get to the lottery, Tarif Bagalpi, and the coin guttle's ready to run the lottery. He's got the two goats, so uh, and he's uh, the the two lots. Again, it's very interesting. We don't talk about this so much. Uh, Actually, some do. But the Yom Kippur service um, is uh, sometimes people start out in life an identical thing. You see this most if you ever go back to your school where you went, you know, you were sitting next to certain people and you all started out in the same place. And then you go twenty years from now, and some of you, some of those same people, you were playing with those same guys. They were just as good as you, or just as bad as you. And some of them now are in the worst places, and some are in the best places. Like what happened? So that's the idea. A little bit on Yom Kippur is almost like the fate. You have the, the you know, the good goat and the bad goat, uh, so to speak. And so that, but uh, that's one of the Yom Kippur themes about the two goats. But uh, it, it's. Um, And therefore, also, it's also a theme. We don't believe that anything is really by chance, but Hashem runs the lottery, so to speak. Hashem chooses. That's a little bit of the theme of Purim, too, is about the lots. That's why Purim is like Yom Kippur. Uh, But uh, the lottery on Yom Kippur is the lottery for which goat is going to be offered to Hashem in, in a holy place and which one is going to go off the cliff.
1: Is by Yosef Tariq, correct?
0: correct. So we're going to talk about that. Okay. So the question is, uh, what's the first step? So uh, now there's a problem here, which is with every lottery, uh, you, can't, uh, you can't cheat. The lottery has to be that Hashem selects which goat is for Hashem and which was for Azazo. We're going to see that if the right hand was for Hashem, that was a good sign that that man, Hashem, was pleased with the and that because the right is the, always the one that, that's uh, uh, the, the sacred one. But if the left hand is, uh, is uh, to Hashem, then there's something wrong. So the Kohen has an agenda to cheat a little bit, because since he's the spiritual leader, he would want the right one to be Hashem. So that everybody looks at him and says, oh, good job, you did it. <laughs> but uh, so, uh, and actually the weight might be different between the one that says Lashem and Lazazel because one is more carved out. And if when you put your hand in, if you're very, pretty, very sensitive, you might be able to feel the difference in the lot. So, uh, so the question is, how do you prevent cheating? So this word taraf, uh, so there's two pshatim here. Uh, one pshat is... Um, the the Rebbeinu Chanano says the word Torah means "irvain." You you shake the, you rotate the you shake it up in the box so that the lots. So it's funny because that's what they do in lotteries. You shake it up so that the right, right. the things get all. Um, uh, that's the uh, so that's the to prevent a coin gado from cheating or to prevent anybody from cheating. We shake it up. So this word Torah, the first word in the chapter, means shake it up according to Rebbeinu Chanano. Other people learn Toref means that he has to grab it. Instead, In other words, he doesn't have time to like feel it and figure out which one it is and which one he wants. Torif means quick, like tear, like he tears it out of the box.
1: That
0: makes more sense. Um, that's the way that the... Uh, Rashi seems to learn that way. Tarif, Rashi says, Pitoim, mm-hmm. quickly. Betreyfa, from the word trefa, like torn of a katifa grabbing. So two him Either he shakes up the box so the lots get all mixed up, or turf. he just pulls it quickly so that it's impossible for him to be, you know, trying to figure out which one it is. Okay. Vaolishne girls and the two lots come up. One on one of the lots it has this special uh, four-letter name of Hashem. And Olav uh, And one of them says off the cliff. Askan biyamino. Now, when he makes the lottery, he's got the uh, assistant coin on his right. For Rosh Beza, Miss and he's got the elder of the house of the, of the Kohanim on the left. So, Im shame Shem, Olev, if the right hand pulls out the name of the Hashem on it, Haskan, the uh, second in command, it says to him, Ishi kohen Gadol, he says... Mr. Kaingadol, Higbia Yamincha, pick up your right hand. That's the one that has Hashem's name on it. That's the lucky winner of the goat lottery. shall shame ola bismol. Now, if the left hand uh, uh, is the one that gets the shame, that, that means that uh, this Kaingadol blew it. <laughs> so then the Rosh Baydav, then the head of the Baydav, says Ishi pick up your left hand. and then they put the lot on the head of the goat. For Omar, L'Hashem Chatos, and the one that's L'Hashem, that's the Chatos. You don't need to use the word Chatos L'Hashem. And now, when people would hear the name of Hashem, then everybody would say, uh, as we learned before, Akra Brook Shen Kavod Machusel That's that's how you have to answer. Let's see the Gemara Lamle Torah Why did they need Torah Pekal? Why did they either need to shake it up or pull quickly? Kihekel Noskav and that they shouldn't uh, cheat the system and figure out the weight. He says the original lottery was made of wood, and it wasn't particularly holy. It's unlike other things which are divine vessels. This is just a lottery box. And uh, you, you wouldn't be able to get more than two hands into the box at the same time. I know why you don't have uh, two hands. Ki hekado liskaven Lishko. You're this way you're not able to tell figure out the weight. Uh, the otherwise uh, you could put your hand in there. Let's see Rashid Mishamish, Lahabman Mishmusha, Azer Shoshem, You don't really have much space to manipulate your hands around to figure out which one is the right. Because again, if he picks out the right one, that's a good, that's a good sign. Ella Really this was not holy. So Glamor uh, said, Well, why didn't they uh, make it holy? Why would you want it to be unholy? The answer is, Then it would be a divine vessel, and it would be of wood, but you wouldn't be able to make it wood. We didn't use cheap materials in the base of Migdush. So if it was, if it was sanctified, you wouldn't be able to use an inexpensive one. So, all right, Glamor said, So make it out of silver. Make it out of gold. Why not? Why do you need it to be cheap? So um, says a Torah chasson Mamon Yisrael, the, uh, Hashem takes pay, doesn't give it. We don't have to. We don't have to turn something holy that doesn't need to be holy. If if it's not a requirement that it uh, the lottery box be uh, you know super you know gold or silver, then uh, uh, Hashem doesn't require such a thing.
1: So do we understand that then that he's putting one hand in at a time? So he puts one hand in, pulls out one of the uh, of the items. And then puts his
0: second hand in? Um. I
1: thought he would pull them up both at the same
0: time. I I think he puts them both hands in at the same time. Yeah, Rashi implies that way on the Mishnah. Rashi says, <inaudible> Let's do the, it's the second Rashi on the Mishnah. Echad Miyamin, <inaudible> one lot comes up on the right hand, ve <inaudible> echabismo, and the other one on the left. By Omdim, and the goats are standing there, one on the right and one on the left. And you put the, uh, the right lot on the right goat, and you put the left lot on the left goat, uh, however it comes up. Yeah, so, um, so I think because, since you only have room for two hands, and there's a lot per hand, he can't switch them around. Like the, uh, there's just room to get each hand and grab each lot. Um. So the uh the Murray says Mastisan Loki Tana, the mission doesn't file a filing opinion. Tana, you don't Haskan va koingado. He says that the skan put his hand in there and the koingotto puts his hand in there. Uh so embi a minusho koingotto uh Ola, if the Koingotto gets the the one that uh Hashem Haskan or ishi koingado higbiyam pick up your hand. The embi a minusho skan, if the skan is the lucky winner. So then, the Rosh Be'zav says to the Kain Gadol, "Di Milach. Uh, um, he says, uh, he says that uh, he, the um, uh, you, uh, he 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 says, um, he, um, pick it up or or um, that that's like the booty. The uh, um, Hashem has spoken. In other words, uh, I guess you didn't win. <laughs> that's the the second in command one. Well, why shouldn't this scan be the one to? The didn't, we didn't give him the job of being the announcer. You, you, you don't give that to, you give that to one of the other people. So the question is, why if the Koin Guttle doesn't pick it up with the right hand, do you have the Bez Av make the announcement? So the Morris says, Keeman de lo soluk since the Koin Guttle lost, he didn't pick it up with the right hand, choshidaita. So he's going to feel bad. And the Skan is his competition. So you don't have the Skan announce it, you have the Bezav announce it if he didn't get the right one. Uh, but my committee, what's the debate? So, um, uh, again, we seem to have a debate whether each one, if you had the right hand of the Skan and the right hand of the Koingadol, or if you had the right and the left of the Koingadol. Those are the two opinions.
1: So who, who put hands into it, according to this? Did the Koingadol, the, the he's... The, both of his hands went in. And the, that's went in. one view,
0: that both the koin guttel's hands go in. and the other? Uh, the other view is the koin guttel's right and the skan's right. Oh,
1: so two different people. Two different
0: people. So what's the argument? mar sav er yaminis skan the koin See, you don't want to pick up the lottery with Hashem's name with the left hand. So this way we've got two rights in there. So either the koin guttel will pick up the name of Hashem, or the Skan will get the name of the Hashem. So the left of the Skan, i am sorry—the right of the Skan is better than the left of the coin gutter. Umar sabri dadi., Nah, it's all the same. Don't make a not make a thing out of it. You know. The, okay. <laughs> Ooh, um, yeah. So Uman Haytana de Poligalad Rabbi Yehuda, who's the one who argues, he's the Rabbi Khanina who was the famous scan. Tanya. <speaking> Rabbi <in> Chenina <Hebrew> scanekonah. Mar scan why did the skan? He, he was the skan, so he knew. Why does the assistant Koin go to the right? Shimir Bobsulba Koin Nick the Skan, and Mishamish Takhtov. That's the batter's box. He's ready to take over. If the Koin drops dead, uh, he's there. Uh, he's on the right, so that he's ready to, uh, to take over. That's, that, that's why he goes on the right. Um, let's see. There is a Rashi here. Uh Lama Biyamina. Why is the Khan on the right? Shaholak Tami, he's always there on the right. Kakum Basham Ribitzukhalevi. That's the way Halevi learns the Gemara's question. Rashi continues. Anisha Mati Rabeno Yitzabur Yehuda. It's very unusually unusual that Rashi names people. He says, Lama Skan Mamuna, um the what's the reason the skans appointed Shim Yerub That's if there's something wrong. Abu Kozman um if the if there is no, nothing invalidating about the Kohen, ain't the Ovid, Shuma Vodava Ovid. Khan does nothing. He's like, uh, he's waiting there. It's almost like the vice president, you know. It's like, uh, they don't do anything, <laughs> don't know. you know. If the anybody? president dies, then they're in the hot seat. Otherwise, they... they know, what's his name, right? right, right. Yeah, <laughs> if, <laughs> if the, uh, if name? the box um, <laughs> is not holy does that uh, by
1: definition mean... If this isn't an avoda, an official avoda itself. The drawing of the lot, in other words, everything else is, but maybe this little step of the procedure is is a, a whole procedure.
0: I wouldn't go that I wouldn't say that
1: because if it's a real avoda, why are we really letting the scon step and he's not, he's not sort of uh activated yet because there's no tool of the coin bottle? Just a trick, that's the whole thing is just a trick, I said. That's what they're, I think that's what they're. They're making fun of it, are not they? The second option, mm-hmm. which I'm put the right hand in, right. right. The one that turns right. In the right hand, right. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's not really a vote, a voda, is it? Um, but it's it's an essential step. Uh, I mean, you're asking an interesting question. In other words, like the, the lottery itself, maybe not about which one, but the the taking of the lot that says Lashem and putting it on the goat. That's like part of the avoda. But you want to know maybe that you're saying that maybe putting the putting the hand in the box is not part of the Avoda.
1: I only can say that a little bit because... It, you yeah. don't have the Koingoto, right. No, 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 because not, they're saying the box discussed. itself is not a kli
0: Well, I was going to say because it, everything has to be done by the Koingoto. If you yeah, have this yeah, God doing it, it must be that it's... Uh,
1: not yeah, goes. so for something... I can't say, 100 I'm just raising the question.
0: I see, okay, that's a good question. But all this
1: only comes up for that option number two. Correct. They put the two right hands right. in. So wait a minute, right. so if the, Sagan, if the Sagan's right hand pulls out the lashem, so who puts it on the goat? Does the King God
0: put it, the uh, put it on the goat? It, c- it, could, it could be he, he did. It could be he put the King put God it on himself. Yeah. Um, that's a good question, too. <laughs> yeah. Tan to Rabbanim. our rabbis taught.
1: That almost means he's sure to be the next Kohen Gadot. Right, <laughs> right,
0: right. That's right. Yeah, there's no question he wants it. in on the act. So, uh, the question is, where do we know that this was the, the way, the ideal thing, that it makes a difference, whether it's in the right hand or the left hand? Um, so, um, let's see. Taner Our rabbis taught, the famous Kohen Gadot was Shimon he was the famous one. He's the one who went out when Alexander came to conquer Israel and, and he bowed to him. And he, I saw him in my dream. He was a famous coin god for men, 40 years. That's a long time. And, and each time he came out of the Holy of Holies and achieved Kapura. So for 40 years, every single year, the lottery won on the right hand. After he died, you never knew. Every god, all the bets were on. Okay shows the and the fabric turned white which was an indication that, that Yom Kippur worked that we got atonement after he died pa'mi pa'mi. sometimes it turned white sometimes it didn't ravi the eternal light was eternal well, as long as he was kind god well, everything worked the way it was supposed to Mikanva afterwards pa'mi Doluk Pam Kava sometimes it went out Va'Esha Maracha Mitzgaber, and uh, the fire uh, on the altar was strong. V'lo Hayo Kohanim Srikim Lahavi Eitzim Maracha. They didn't have to add any wood as long as he was there. Chutz Mishne Gisra Eitzim. There was the the wood ceremony of the two logs. The uh, kind But Me'kan Ve'Eluk after he died, Pami Mitzgaber. Sometimes the the uh, they didn't need the wood. Pami Enusgaber. Sometimes it didn't. And they had to fill it with wood the whole day long. You know, you got to keep the fire burning. Two
1: Shimon HaTzadik in the second period, or in the first period, or both?
0: Or do we know? Um, I'm sure somebody knows. Yeah. Um, Shimon Hatsadik was he the first base? I'm Assuming the second. Oh, that's what he said. The second. Okay. Second. Second. Thank Sorry, you. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. In and, and the back of the yard scroll, it actually tells us who was the Kohanim Gedolin. Well, okay. Nishukh ha-braucham ha-ma-omar v'shteylecham And there was a blessing in the offerings that they had. Uh, we're going to see, the, uh, they divvied them out to the Kohanim. And there were a lot of Kohanim there, and everybody had a mitzvah, and somehow, they, uh, everybody got. V'kol kohen she magbia kazayish, uh, and every Kohen who reached in his hand and got an olive size, he was satisfied with it. Imagine that, eating an olive size of bread and saying, "Wow, I'm I'm full." moser, and some people even had extra. Uh, but after shemunat zadek Mi me'irah Uba uva upon him. Afterwards, the other kohanim, there was a curse in it. Magia kapul, they didn't get an olive size; they got like a bean. Imagine mm-hmm. getting a bean of a, you know, here's here's your portion. Hatznuyim, uh, at that point, the kohanim who were uh, modest, they didn't grab. They only get a bean size. Apparently, anyways, if you're only going to get a bean, you don't get a mitzvah, because it's not, a, it's not an olive size. And then you had the kohanim that were girginim, the grabbers. So notes of Oakland, they would grab and they would eat. There's a story. There was one kohan who ate his bean and ate another kohan's bean. Uh, and uh, they, they caught him in front they saw him grab it. Via Koronoso Ben Hampson. He got the nickname, he's the grabber. He's the good for nothing. Adio Moses, his whole his whole life he never lived that out. That he was the one, he was the coin who grabbed it. Um, yeah,
1: <laughs> I raised a whole
0: bunch of those <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the Rashi. Kol, kol, magia Kapool. Every coin gets a Kapool. Rashi Shayna Kazaius. Uh, when there was no bracha, the Kohanim didn't get a whole lot of size. And when they saw that it wasn't really enough, the, pie, the modest Kohanim didn't get in there on the grab. Uh, in the times of Shimon, uh, they, did, they were in on the grab. Uh, they, they felt it was, uh, wasn't worth it. Even though it's a service and it's a mitzvah, they stopped, uh, they didn't go for the grab.
1: And I think that means
0: they've for they've, forgotten, they've forfeited their portion to let others have more maybe. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. Um so um okay. Omar we're on the top line on Ahmed Bay's thirty nine P. Omar Rabbi Barshila Mikra, where do you see that grabbers are not a good thing? elok palti miyad rush, me kaf David Amelik when he dove and he said, Save me from the wicked and save me from the grabbers. You know those people that take what they shouldn't. You need to be saved from them. Rav uh, mishpat Fortunate is the one who's grabbed from, but not a grabber. Ashrei chametz means hexiku hanigzo. It means that a person should. Uh, we don't view that as a positive thing. Those that grab. You know that that's that's considered a. Uh, that's not considered a good thing. Tan Rabbanan, our rabbis learned, after the end of 40 years, the year that Shimon was going to die, and he came out of the Holy of the Holies, he told everyone, guys, I'm dying this year. So they said to him, I'll tell you, how do you know? Nobody else knows when they die. He says, every year on Yom Kippur, I always get an angel that comes with me, and the angels wearing white, and wrapped in white. You know, mm-hmm. angels are supposed to wear white. That's that's how they. Uh, Michelangelo has them all right. They're all white. ima, and he would go with me, uh to the holy of holies, imi, and he would escort me out. Va'hayom, and this year on Kippur, and le'nisdam le'zochanegash lovev shachorim. Uh, the angel was wearing black like a mourner, Va shakarin, niktas <laughs> he went with me on the way in, v'lo imi, and he didn't go with me on the way out. So uh, he read the tea leaves, so to speak. He said that uh, he understood that that meant that he wasn't going to make it. Akar after the holiday, he was sick for seven days, umes. Uh, after he died, nimnu okhle khanim when the Kohanim did Birkas Kohanim, they used to use the ineffable name. Uh, but once he died, they felt they weren't worthy to pronounce Hashem's name. Uh, uh, that was only pronounced, uh, that was, uh, you know, to actually use the Kol the, uh, Hashem directly by that name was only done by the Kohen Gadol, only by the, but uh, uh, during, when he was alive, every Kohen used to pronounce the name during Birkas Kohanim. But after he died, uh, they stopped using it. Rashi just says, uh, let's do the Rashi, uh, three lines from the top. This is a, I mean, Moshe Rabbeinu killed the Mitzri with this name. This is a pretty good name. Like, it's a, it's a good trick to know this, uh, uh, this name. Uh, but Shalom HaYukadai, they felt they weren't worthy after he died. As long as he was around, uh, they were worthy. Ten Rabbana Rabbis taught. our Shana Kodme Kormen Forty year now. So uh, until now, we talked about the reign of Shimon Now we're uh, we're changing and we're talking about the last forty years of the Beis Hamikdash. Forty years before the Beis Hamikdash destroyed, Lo Gora Oliv Yamin. Every single year, the lot fell out bad. It didn't come out in the right hand. So that was a, that was a sign that Hashem was angry with us. For Lo and Show and it never turned white. Uh, the, the fabric. Well, Ohio near Maravi and uh, the, the 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 eternal light didn't stay eternal, and the following happened: the base of Migdish had very heavy doors; they were uh, and uh, the Levium, that was their job. They had very big, strong Levium to open the, the gates. While Dosa the doors would open by themselves. Uh, so the the message was that uh, the doors were opening; that the the enemies were invited in. That's, that was the message, like the, the gates would be opened for uh, people to come in. And this would happen all the time, like when you close it at night, you'd find it open. I have a door like that, by the way, you know, you close it and you find it open, right? Uh, I don't know what the message is, but it's uh, it's uh, got to fix the, uh, uh, you know, some of the hinge, yeah. But uh, so this happened for many years. And the leading sage at the end was Rav Yochanan Metzake. He was the one who was taken out of Yushalayim in the coffin. That was the only way he could get out. So uh, Rav Yochanan Metzakai, he decided to yell at the gates. And he said the following, "Omalo Hekol heichol He said, sanctuary, sanctuary. Why are you starting up with us? Why are you scaring people? We all know that you're going to be destroyed. Nava ben Ada. it's already a, a prophecy uh that uh, when the Beis Amigish will be destroyed, lebanon open your gates uh the the Lebanon, which is the Beis Amigsh, will open its gates and betocha and the fire will burn you, so you don't need to rub it in uh, he felt in other words the uh uh it, it was almost depressing to see the constant message that uh uh, the base of, So he, he rebuked the gate, so to speak, and then it stopped. Why would the Beis Amigdash be called a Lebanon? Uh, Lebanon. It had nothing to do with Lebanon. The answer is Shemal ben Israel. It's a whitener. Beis Amigdash, uh, sin is called dirt. It's like dirty. It makes us dirty. And the Beis Amigdash helped us. Uh, we would walk in dirty, so to speak, with sin, and we'd come out white. So the base of Migdish was the ultimate whitener. That's why it was called the, the in the it's called the Lebanon. Why is it called the forest of the Lebanon? Why there there was a constant reference to a forest in the area of the base of Migdish. Diksi base yar That's the pustek. It's called the the Lebanon forest. Now, there is the idea that there might have been trees that were like the Lebanon that came from Lebanon originally, the cedars of Lebanon. Uh, uh, but uh, the, the thing is, if, even if that's true, we wouldn't have retained the use of that. That wouldn't have made its way into, it's not important that they called it the Lebanon tree. <laughs> if we retained it, it's because we like the name. But why was it called a forest? Lomalak, to teach you my Yarmalak, just like a forest. Um, the things grow. The base of was a place where things grew. What do they mean? Things grew. When Shlomo Malach built the base of Migdash, he planted gold plants. And the gold grew on trees. Uh, they would have fruits. And the wind would blow in them. And the fruits would fall down, have no and there was a revenue for the base of English. they would sell the gold fruits that fell off these plants the Kohanim, they made a good uh, it was a good deal for them to sell these fruits yeah ovil hechol. what happened to those famous trees when the Gentiles came into the sanctuary? All those trees dried up, but the good news is, that's the Kodesh Baruch Lachsirulana. They're coming back. Shunammar Tifra, in the Haftura, he said they will surely resprout and rejoice. Av gilav aran and cover halav and nusnlo. There's the idea that uh, even an inanimate object, a dead object, there's nothing more dead than a piece of metal, can grow in the base of Migdush. Uh, sometimes people are very stubborn. And for many years, they blocked off their, uh, they don't want to see Hashem they don't want to talk to Hashem. They're not into the religious thing, and they walk in the Beit Hamikdash and they bloom and they blossom. Because the, the Beit Hamikdash has the power uh, to take a um, uh, even an unbeliever or a person that hasn't blossomed, who's like dead weight, and make him grow. That's the in uh, fact, even when the Beit Hamikdash was destroyed, they uh, the Romans sent a renegade Jew in. Uh, to uh, to bring out some of the holy stuff, right. they didn't want to go in there at first. And the renegade Jew went in the base of Migdash, and he became unrenegade <laughs> uh, because being in the base of Migdash changed him. So he went in a renegade to to take out the loot for the Romans, and he came out pious, <laughs> because the base of Migdash has the uh, it has that ability to make even the trees blossom. Okay, so then we get back to the lots No uh, So they they put them on the two goats and Rabbanim. Ten times on Yom Kippur, he says the Shema Meforish. And by the way, we had to bow down on the ground when you hear the Shema right? That's the that's in the ceremony. The uh, but ten times they say the Shema Meforish on Yom Kippur, and we had before that saying Hashem's name brings forgiveness. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, we do that at Neilah. We're we're constantly saying in the Sklichos, we say Veikra Hashem, like the uh, when we pull out the Torah. Also, we say Hashem Hashem. The saying of Hashem's name brings atonement. That's, that's the idea. So the Koine Godot said it ten times on Yom Kippur, uh, three times in the first vidoy, v'shlosha b'vidisheni, three times in the second vidoy, v'shlosha b'shir and three times in the scapegoat, and one when, he, when they had the lottery. Omar Hashem v'nishma kuleb And when he said it, they could already hear it all in the name. It was like, a, it's like magic yeah, that the voice... Like, rung out that you could hear it all over the world. <laughs> I mean, not, all the way to Jericho, which was quite far away. He said, Don't think Jericho is close to Yushalayim, it's pretty ten parses yeah. away. Now, uh, the Beis Amigdush had very noisy doors. I don't know why, but they did. They didn't have oil. You could hear the gates of the Beis Migdash opening uh, eight Shabbos away. Pretty far away. The goats in Jericho were sneezing When you have like real strong perfume, the goats sneeze. So the, <coughs> the idea was that you felt the base of migdish from pretty far away. Nashim the women who lived in Jericho, and they didn't need perfume, a bride in she didn't need to put on perfume from the smell. So uh, Tosos has a question. Didn't we say before that when they were from that family, they had to make up uh, that they wouldn't use perfume? Uh, that's Tosos uh, Yishanim. It's about seven lines down on the right side. Or maybe the wives didn't live in Yishlahim. So even, in other words, the question is this, if you didn't need perfume because the, in- the incense was so strong, it perfumed everybody, <laughs> the men also smelled like perfume, I guess, uh, everybody, so then why did they have to make up with their, their, what was the big deal that they didn't use perfume, you didn't need perfume. So he's saying in case they didn't live in Yushalayim. They lived away from Eusha they said well if, if even outside of Eu they didn't use perfume because people would say well, they got it from the family uh from the the works of their their family that's answer number one uh if they were alive and um yeah, does he give another answer um <clears throat> Then he says that some people use perfume even though they don't need to um uh, the, he has the discussion. If you're interested in the perfume, you could look at the toast of Yishan. Okay, back to the Gemara. So uh, but these goats would sneeze. Omar Rabbi Yosubindu, Izim Abba, he said, uh, my father used to have goats and we lived in Hari Mikmar, by Mr. Asha and the, those goats would sneeze they when the time of the incense. Omar Omar of Yeshua heard from an elder Pam Akashalakh Shila. He went to Shiloh, which was where the, the base of Mignesh, the, the Mishkan had been located. You could still smell the spices and the walls years later, uh, uh, dozens of years later. That's how gives an idea how strong it was. The uh, oh, so he says it's essential the having the the lot come out of the box, that's essential. Hanacha, but putting it on the goat, that's not essential. Rabbi Yochanan says, even the pulling it out isn't essential. He says, things that were done in the white clothes outside uh, were not essential. So so clearly, uh, this lottery wasn't essential. Keep the debate is like Reb Nachemiyah, Madya or Makheva. He holds like Reb Nachemiyah, who holds that it is essential. Madya or Melo it's not essential. Hanimila avoda. That's if you're doing a real avoda. Hagrola la This is not called an avoda. Ikeriyah mi aliber Nachemiyah de If according to Reb Nachemiyah says it's essential, kulamelo pligi de makav. It is essential. Uh, pli, the, who is the debate? And it's like Rabbi Yehuda. It's not Ma'akiv. That's like Rabbi Yehuda. Uh, even though um, it, it's not being done in the, the with the right clothes on of a kain and it doesn't look like an avoda, but since the pasuk mentions it twice, so that makes it a mitzvah because it's mentioned twice. Uh, since the Torah goes out of the way, it's telling you that it's essential, even though it's not an ascent, uh, it's not uh, it's not an avodah. Didn't we learn mitzvah haguri lo higru kasher? There's a mitzvah to do it, but if you don't do it it's still okay. So if you say everybody agrees it's not essential, this is like Rebbe Huda. We're going to have to figure this out. Uh, we're in the middle of a big debate about the lottery. Was it essential or was it not essential? Uh, I
1: wonder how they would do it without them.